never, and I mean never in the history of our country, have we had a president so incredibly corrupt and so transparently guilty, yet so protected by the mainstream media and so protected by his own Justice Department, which has been weaponized. That's our topic on today's episode of World News Brief. Hi, I'm Bob Siegel. It's always good to be with you. I wish the circumstances were better. Joe Biden, the worst president in history, wants to make sure that our last president, Donald Trump, a much more successful president, that's putting it mildly, a president who actually kept his campaign promise as they went down the checklist, he wants to make sure that Trump never gets back in power. Through his own Justice Department and other surrogate law officials, we are seeing something unprecedented in this nation. An attempt to lock up one's opponent in order to stop him running for office and serving as our president a second time. As I speak to you today, former President Donald Trump faces no less than four trials with multiple charges within the specific trials. He's been charged with insurrection regarding January 6th, even though he called for a peaceful protest that day. It's on video. And he offered the National Guard that day, but was turned down by Nancy Pelosi, who wanted to exploit this trouble. His statements of doubt regarding the legitimacy of the 2020 election are being viewed as a call to insurrection by the Democrats who can't seem to remember that they themselves challenged the legitimacy of the 2016 election the entire four years Trump was in office. And frankly, it's hard to think of any recent election that they lost and did not protest. But that's only one of the trials. He's been charged with election interference in Georgia. He's also been charged with keeping classified documents at his home in Mar-a-Lago. And then there's a hush money case. I think they forgot to charge him for talking in class when he was in the seventh grade. I know they have not yet found ways to frame him for the Kennedy assassination. They're thinking of charging him for colluding with Benedict Arnold back in colonial days. And they're also trying to blame him for the melting of the ice age by keeping the economy of Detroit open. Now catch this. Get this. You gotta love this one. The D.C. trial is set to begin the day before Super Tuesday in 2024. Gee, now isn't that an incredible coincidence? Well, is anybody really surprised? We shouldn't be. They tried to take him out in every other way over the years, every way possible. But like a phoenix rising out of the ashes, Trump keeps coming back. So now there's nothing left but to make sure he goes to prison so he can never be president again. What I'm going to do today is review everything they tried to do to Trump during the four years he was in office and the election year of 2016 going through 2020, along with the election they stole in 2020. And when we review this, It will make sense that with one failed attempt after another, they really felt they had no choice but to cast the man in prison. Listen carefully. I am going to review just exactly what happened to Trump these past years. You should be concerned that this happened in the United States of America. Whether or not you voted for Trump, whether or not you love Trump, hate Trump, you should care that this happened to a duly elected president. Aside from finding yourself concerned, you will also gain clarity over exactly what is happening right now. Now, everything I'm about to say has been documented, everything in this review of 2016 to 2020. It will not sound that way. 
it will sound outrageous. There's a reason for that. It is outrageous. However, my friend, consider this. Something can be outrageous and still be true. Outrageous and true are not mutually exclusive words. What I'm about to say will sound like a conspiracy theory. It is a conspiracy, but it's not a theory. It's all been proven. That removes the theory part of the phrase, leaving us with the word conspiracy. Yes, yes, there was a conspiracy that involved the Hillary Clinton campaign, the Hillary Clinton State Department previous, the Obama Justice Department, the FBI, the CIA, many Democrats in office, many rhino Republicans in office, traitors in Trump's own cabinet. I know how it sounds. I know how it sounds. Again, it's all been documented, proven. Obviously, a brief podcast will not supply four years worth of stuff. You wouldn't want to listen to a podcast that long. Frankly, doing your own research might just be the most enlightening education you've ever had in your life about what's been happening in our country, whose republic is fast fading, whose republic is fast becoming the tyranny of autocratic rule from governors and oligarchy from judges. It's difficult to find these facts in the mainstream media because they're in on it. They try to cover it up. It's even difficult these days to find it on social media. Depends on the social media. Forget the popular ones. Facebook will bore you to death with stories about their so-called fact checkers who don't get fact checked themselves. YouTube will take it down faster than a jackrabbit on catnip. There's too much information these days nevertheless that is available over the internet so they can't sit on everything. Google settings notwithstanding. I will point you the right direction, at least. I'll tell you some of the people you should follow. Investigative reporters such as Sarah Carter, John Solomon, organizations like Judicial Watch, which has forced the FBI and the Justice Department to come forth with documents. And thanks to them, and thanks later to some of Trump's executive orders, we have text messages, we have emails, we have notes scribbled, we have all kinds of stuff It's there. It's there if you want to really find out, if you want to really go out and look at it. But with that in mind, with that as what I would call my verification, I'm going to just tell you what's happening and then you find out for yourself. Put me to the test. And now, my friends, listen carefully. I'm going to give you the straight dope about Donald Trump and how it relates to our contested election. Oh, by the way, if you think it's unseemly that he won't accept election results, I remind you that the Democrats still have not accepted the results of 2016. And in that vein, I also guarantee had the election been called for Trump on Tuesday night, the reverse would be going on right now. You know that. I know that. I mean, who are we kidding? We'd be hearing again that Trump colluded with Russia. We'd be hearing about how people of color were not allowed to vote. They were disenfranchised at the polls. There would not have been a shred of evidence, especially when we consider how well Trump is polling in the African-American and Hispanic communities who came out in swarms for him. As for Russia... Oh, the Dems have been squeaking about that. Yes, there's evidence that Russia tried to interfere with our election. They did not succeed. They did not collude with Trump. They have nothing. But they keep trying anyway. They tried it again when the Hunter Biden laptop surfaced, showing a lot of criminal activity from old pops, old Joe. When somebody came forth, this guy, when he came forth to corroborate what was on the laptop, he also gets accused of colluding with Russia. I'm telling you, if Donald Trump was seen eating a salad with Russian dressing, they'd say he colluded with Russia. It's getting old. It's been old 
for quite some time. But they keep spewing this drivel in the hopes that you'll keep falling for it. So where did this begin? Actually, we have to go back, way back to the time of the Obama administration, made worse by Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, her handling of Benghazi, the actual lies they told about what started the riot and many other things. That's where this begins. It continues with the fact that Hillary Clinton, in an effort to cover her own tracks over who knows how many other things during her time in that position, switched her correspondence as Secretary of State from an official to a personal email account. This was discovered, but the FBI, under the authority of Obama's Justice Department, only went through the appearance of a genuine investigation. They covered her tracks, knowing full well how guilty she was, a guilt that included her own obstruction of justice, smashed BlackBerry, not turning over all of her emails. Meanwhile, moving on, candidate Hillary, no longer serving as secretary, colludes with Russia. She and her campaign, or her campaign in her name, collude with Russia to put out dope about a Trump scandal, which would hopefully smear Trump's name even more than the media was trying to smear it and win her the election for sure. Yes, the very thing Trump was accused of, she did. The FBI knew about this, but Donald Trump was not expected to win the election. So the discovery of their corruption and all kinds of other corrupt things going on, incidentally, was not worrisome to anybody because things were not going to change hands. Trump was just a big talking blowhard after all. And who could stand up to the Clinton machine? Bernie sure didn't. She had this one in the bag. But it didn't turn out that way. When Trump had his surprise victory in 2016, a surprise to the deep state, a surprise to the mainstream media, not a surprise to anyone watching this grassroots movement grow with unprecedented enthusiasm and attendance at his rallies, when he had this surprise victory, panic ensued. Circle the wagon! Trump won! Everything under the sun that people could think of to delegitimize this election, they tried. It began with... Well, Hillary truly won because she won the popular vote. Meanwhile, others were trying to persuade the electors from the Electoral College to ignore the individual state popular vote and instead vote their conscience. They reminded us that our wise forefathers put the Electoral College in place to avoid stupid mob decisions and dangerous men from getting into the White House. Yes, they were talking out of both sides of their mouths. On one hand... Hillary truly won, and the Electoral College should be ignored. However, if the electors themselves wanted to ignore their state population votes and just remove Trump, well, this fits in with our fine, well-established, time-honored, constitutional Electoral College. Well, none of that worked. Trump got elected by the Electoral College anyway, The next thing was to immediately call for his impeachment. Yes, that started right away before he had done one thing as president. Before Trump was even inaugurated, House Democrats, including Representatives John Lewis of Georgia and Jerry Nadler of New York, declared Trump, quote unquote, an illegitimate president. Then in January, minutes after President Trump was sworn in, The Washington Post reported that the Democrats' campaign to impeach President Trump has begun. About 70 
House Democrats boycotted Trump's inauguration. In August 2017, Representative Maxine Waters of California impressed several of the objective hosts on ABC's The View, making it clear in no uncertain terms that she was not running for anything except the impeachment of Trump. In 2018, when Representative Rashida Tlaib was giving her acceptance speech, now we're moving farther ahead in the year, she says, we're going to go in there and we're going to impeach the mother effer. So that's the little bit of the history of where the impeachment idea comes from. But let's back up again to right after he gets into office. The worry now in the deep state after he gets in is several things, several that we know of. Who knows how many more? You know the old saying. Where there's smoke, there's fire. This is probably just the tip of a huge iceberg. Anyway, the reasons Hillary was not charged with corruption of justice over the email scandal, that's one of the things they're trying to cover up. And the fact that the FBI and CIA knew about her campaign collusion with Russia, that's something they're trying to cover up. This is going to be discovered now with Trump in office. They had to move quickly. First, they take out General Flynn because Trump just appointed him. He's going to get in there. He's going to find out what's going on. So they drum up allegations about his son. They threaten his son with jail if he doesn't confess to things then stuff was leaked to the press charging trump with collusion not trusting james comey's role trump fires him then there's talk about a special prosecutor to investigate trump both for russia collusion and now for obstruction of justice for having fired comey trump's new attorney general jeff sessions meanwhile is pressured to recuse himself because he worked on the trump campaign rosenstein who then takes over puts together a team a Trump-hating team of mostly Democrats. Well, he appoints a special prosecutor who puts together a team, supposedly. Trump-hating team, mostly Democrats, Hillary Clinton supporters, put together and led by rhino anti-Trump Republican named Robert Mueller. But because he's a Republican, we're supposed to fall out of our chairs and look at the bipartisanship. It was nothing but a Trump-hating team with a mustache. Well, the Mueller investigation goes on for what seems like an eternity, but it finally ends and it finds nothing. Months later, after the Mueller report failed to find any collusion, Representative Al Green says, I'm concerned if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. If we don't impeach him, he will say he's been vindicated. Well, that actually turned out to be one of the more honest comments from Democrats, but perhaps the most revealing words were Representative Adam Schiff's plea about the future before the U.S. Senate. He said, and I quote, We are here today to consider a much more grave matter, and that is an attempt to use the powers of the presidency to cheat in an election. He's talking now about the 2020 election coming up. To cheat in an election for precisely this reason. The president's misconduct cannot be decided at the ballot box, for we cannot be assured that the vote will be fairly won. My friends, putting aside the fact that the same Democrats who always express concern about election fraud are also against voter ID, are you catching the two big takeaways here? First, Trump needs to be impeached over what he might do in the future. And second, for this reason, you and I cannot be counted on to settle this with an actual fair election. No, Congress needs to decide the next election for us by first removing Trump. We're too stupid to be trusted. So instead, these elitist, arrogant narcissists are going to make the decision for us. Make no mistake. The crusade against President Trump has offered nothing but thought crimes from thought police. 
We have heard about what he might have been thinking, what he might have done, even if he chose not to do it, or what he might do in the future. What we haven't been hearing are crimes supported by facts. And what was Trump doing? What was the thing they finally pulled out of the bag to impeach him over? He was talking to the president of Ukraine, asking that Joe Biden be investigated for something Joe Biden bragged about on TV. And since then, this is a, it's been absolutely proven. Hunter's own laptop was discovered, but it turns out that the FBI already had that and knew about it while Trump was going through the impeachment hearings. Of course, impeachment is not removal from office. Trump was not removed from office. The Senate voted it down. Barely. Right around the same time, China deliberately releases a deadly virus. Now, we can argue about whether it was made in the lab deliberately or made in the lab accidentally. But we do know that China was aware of how lethal it was when they locked down the city of Wuhan, but allowed Chinese citizens from the rest of China already infected to travel all over the world. Trump had been hard on China over trade issues. Many of America's Democrats and Republicans alike, along with big tech and Wall Street, wanted things in China to continue as they had before Trump threw a monkey wrench in their works, all the while bringing home jobs for the working class. China also understands that the mainstream media will believe anything said about Trump, that the Democrats would try to peach him again for anything, even if all they found out was that when he was in grade school, he bullied a kid in the sandbox. Could China have been literally working with someone on this side of the ocean over this? It's hard to believe they weren't. We know that in other contexts and for other reasons, Joe Biden was on the take, but we don't even have to go there. Even if China had talked to no one, extremely unlikely. But let's say they just knew their sympathizers would seize upon this as but one more thing to blame on Trump. So the virus comes. Trump has given no credit for shutting down travel with China. They issue guidelines. The Democrat states put teeth in the guidelines. Mandatory shutdowns essentially destroy the middle-class businesses related to restaurant, travel, entertainment, and some others. They also shut down dentists, and in many cases, essential medical treatment is denied people because COVID is a priority. Trump comes up with a stimulus package to help over what was intended to be just 15 days. Eight months later, in dire need of more stimulus Nancy Pelosi holds it up so that the same people who tried to shame Trump out of permanently reopening the economy can now blame him for tanking the economy right before the election. Of course, the economy bounced back anyway. But right around the time when it first started rebounding, philanthropists like George Soros and agitating groups like Antifa decided to exploit a case of alleged police brutality and racism. Major cities across the country went into anarchy mode. The same governors and mayors who were locking us down, claiming that they were doing so only to protect our health, were ordering the police to stand down, working with legislators to defund the police, refusing to arrest people who were not only refusing to socially distance, but who were looting stores, shooting police, pulling people out of their cars, beating them up burning down buildings, burning down business. African-Americans in the inner city suffered more than anybody. They don't want to see the police defunded. 
That's something politicians and Hollywood elitists call for from behind the walls of the mansions and personal paid-for security. Mainstream media ignores protests or calls them peaceful or occasionally blames a violent one on Trump, who in most cases was not allowed by governors to bring in the feds. Despite this, Donald Trump gets a higher approval rating from the black and Hispanic communities than any recent Republican president. The Blexit movement flees from the Democrats and runs to Trump. This is what they tried to do to Trump for four years. And he survived, probably because God had his hand on him. What else could the Democrats do? Well, they had one more card to play. And we've seen so many things. We've seen already the results of judicial tyranny. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court changed the rules of the Pennsylvania legislature. This is not allowed by law. Only the legislature can change their own election laws. They were allowed, however, by the justices to accept votes after election day. They were told the signatures didn't have to match. Concerning some of the action we've seen at the election polls themselves, on Tuesday night, when Trump was ahead in many battleground blue states and way ahead in some cases, some of which he had already flipped in 2016, states that you got to know the Democrats were really watching, really concerned about, they suddenly, mysteriously, stopped counting while Trump was ahead. Now, it's one thing for them to say, we're going to keep counting the votes all night. We can't announce it till tomorrow. But they suddenly stop counting. And the next morning, shazam, jumping Jiminy, the mailed-in votes tally starts coming in like gangbusters. And they favor Biden for the most part. Oh, who would have figured? In some cases, new boxes are discovered. Boxes and boxes of new votes found. One cluster of new votes added up to 23,000. All for Biden. All for Biden. None for Trump. They were so arrogant, they didn't even throw in a few extra Trump ones. This is amazing. It's also statistically impossible. 23,000 all for Biden, all found in the same place. In other cases, the amount of supposed voters outnumber the amount of people registered. In other cases, people would have had to rise from the dead because they were dead, but they were voting anyway. People who moved out of state managed to go back to their former home, supposedly, and vote from their previous addresses. And all kinds of other stuff is going on in various polling locations. A USPS postal worker admitted to Project Veritas that he was ordered to destroy Trump ballots. Cardboard was put up on the windows in places to keep people who were official poll watchers from actually watching. In some places, after pressure, concessions were made for the barriers to be removed, but still the poll watchers had to stand six feet back only because of social distancing. How exactly does someone observe if a signature is being accurately compared from six feet away? Well, maybe if Superman was there with his telescope vision. Moving on, Sharpie pens were given to Republicans and not Democrats in some places. The machines were unable to read these Sharpie pens. This is something that they warn us about, Sharpie pens. People these days can go online to check to see if their vote went through. Some of the people who asked for pens other than Sharpies and weren't given them looked and it saw that their votes 
had been rejected by the machines. A Nevada voter says her vote was stolen. She showed up in person to vote, found that someone had taken her mailed-out ballot and voted. When she showed up at the poll, they told her she had already voted. She said, no, here's my ID. I didn't vote. Didn't matter to them. Now, you can say this is all anecdotal. That's the word people always bring up. Anecdotal. Well, there's anecdotal going on all over the country. There's anecdotal on steroids. But okay, anecdotal. What wasn't anecdotal was the decision on the part of governors like Newsom and other Democratic governors around the country to use COVID as an excuse to send out ballots to people who didn't ask for them. And then we have the ballot harvesting, people who come and help you fill out your ballot or will drop your ballot off for you. It's ripe with the idea of election fraud. Trump tried to warn us this would happen. He was laughed at by the mainstream media. Well, what else is new? And so, my friends, here's my question to you. Let's add this up. Knowing how easily this could be used, is there reason to believe that the same deep state and democratic socialist apparatus with high-tech alliance connected to China, which tried so desperately over the last four years to stop Donald Trump, could they possibly, after all their fraud the last four years, be involved in massive fraud right now? Well, let's review. Trump gets elected. Red alert. Call it for Hillary because she won the popular vote. Or try to talk the electors out of casting their votes for those who still believe in the Electoral College. Call for his impeachment before he even steps into office. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Impeachment in search of a crime. Or, hey, here's something. Frame him for the very collusion, the very Russian collusion that Hillary was guilty of. Oh, no. Whoa. Mueller investigation failed. Start the impeachment anyway. Pick anything. A phone call to the Ukraine will do. Oh, no. Impeachment failed. Release the virus. Oh, no. Economists still recovering thanks to Trump. Release the agitators to burn down our cities. Oh, no. Trump is still popular with minorities and the economy is bouncing back. No more time to run up the clock. The election is right around the corner. Make very sure this guy does not get reelected despite all our failed attempts. Make very sure we couldn't take him out the first time. We were taken by surprise the first time. We won't be taken by surprise the second time. We won't stand for it the second time. We won't allow it the second time. This guy could win. That's finally gotten through our deep skulls. This guy probably will win. So prepare the mail-in balloting and use that to metastasize votes faster than Jesus multiplied the fish and the loaves. That is our last wild card to play. But of course, even that last card didn't work. He's ahead in the polls again. He's ahead today. He's running again. And so now there's nothing left but to put him in prison and deal with the elections the way police states deal with elections. And that, my friends, is why they are still about the business of taking out Donald Trump. I'll say it again. You can love the man. You can hate the man. But if you love just our country, never mind the man, you should be very concerned about what is happening to the United States of America because we are fast-tracked to no longer being the United States of America. I'm Bob Siegel for this week's World News Brief.